Welcome to Frickety Frack, we do talk back. Thank you for joining me in this episode. My name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Frickety Frack, we do talk back is a show where I discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. And we're gonna be going through an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2003 series, and connected to teachings from the Bible. Uh, the name of the show comes from my dad who dubbed my brother and me Frick and Frack since we were kids. So why the Ninja Turtles? Uh, the Ninja Turtles have always been one of my favorite fandoms uh, since I was a kid. The original 80s cartoon was coming out when I was, uh, you know, when I was growing up. And the arcade games were a big draw for me. I loved playing them. Uh, the live action movies that came out in the 90s, uh, the first one, and then Secret of the Ooze Part, you know, Part 2, and then Turtles in Time, which is the third movie. I enjoyed all three of them. Uh, Secret of the Ooze is my uh, sentimental favorite. Uh, but... You know, and so, so eventually it came to a point where the, uh, you know, I felt like I felt like I kind of outgrew the Ninja Turtles for some reason, uh, and so when the 2003 series came out, I wasn't in a the right place to really appreciate it for the the good work that it is. And I would I would see an episode here or there and enjoyed what I saw. Uh, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to watch every episode. Um, so I, I just missed out on it. And so I got a resurgence in my fandom of the Ninja Turtles with the IDW series. Uh, what ended up happening was that I got this wonderful opportunity to meet Kevin Eastman um, at Heroes Con. Uh, my brother had been reading the IDW series and was waiting in line to meet him to get, you know, him to sign some of his books. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't have anything for Kevin Eastman to sign. So I purchased a, a Ninja Turtle book for him to sign and um, got to meet him and, you know, and read uh, some of the IDW series. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so I just took it all in. And so I've been, I've been reading the IDW series uh, ever since and have thoroughly enjoyed it. And that brought back my love of, of the Ninja Turtles. So I went back and watched the... Um, 2003 series I watched the 2012 series um, you know go back to loving the the 90s movies and and you know even watching the Michael Bay movies and and just really getting back my love of the Ninja Turtles and I also have kids and so I've introduced the Ninja Turtles to my kids and you know they enjoy it too um, and so it's just been a great time to really be a turtle fan uh, and just really enjoying it. So I wanted to go back and, and review the 2003 series uh, because it's so well regarded by fans and it's one of uh, my favorite uh, uh, depictions of the Ninja Turtles. So we're gonna be looking at the first episode uh, and the episode is called Things Change. One of the things that I really like about this show is that they do these kind of opening recap moments where it's going to be showing you kind of where the show is going to be going what adventures they're going to the ninja turtles will be having and uh and one of the best parts about this very first episode is that it pays homage to teenage mutant ninja turtles number one because it's very similar it's actually it's basically word for word opening dialogue of ninja turtles number one where leonardo is describing their confrontation with the purple dragons and i really love that that they recognize that the best source material is the the comics and uh and so they really do that and so uh 
then we, they go back to the beginning of the episode where everything happens and the mousers come in and chase them out of their home and that's the catalyst for everything that changes and so uh, we get to see the ninja turtles in action uh in their training with uh master splinter and uh and the 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 action and combat is leaps and bounds better than the 87 show now don't get me wrong the 87 show is super fun but when you're getting a little bit older in age you're you're not wanting kind of like that slapstick uh, goofiness of the 87 show <clears throat> where the 2003 series starts depicting you know fighting in a little bit more realistic manner now it's not completely realistic because remember it is a kid show uh and so I, I, one of the things i really loved about that is that they're showing this growth and and how they're depicting the combat now this is back in the early 2000s where uh, the important thing in all forms of combat is making sure that you see spins and twirls and things like that. And uh, so they do a they they do that. And so there's some, some reminiscence to like, um, I don't know if, if anyone's familiar with that He-Man show that didn't come out just recently, but came out around this time where they spent a lot of time twirling their swords and stabs and things like that. It was a little ridiculous. Um, there, The He-Man show was a little bit worse about it. But anyway, uh, and so in this episode, we get introduced to Splinter and the four turtles, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, and Donatello, and how each one of them is different. And there are different styles of fighting and how they do things. And so they each one of them gets their own kind of moment to shine in combat, uh, especially against the Purple Dragons, but then later against the Foot Clan Ninjas. And so they do this wonderful job of depicting them in fighting and who they are and uh and it's just really great and, and the story moves well they don't linger too long uh, but also giving every moment the chance to breathe as best it can and there's also great comedic moments a, a lot of it coming from michelangelo um but all, you know some from the others uh as well but the the great moments uh you know show their their brotherhood like they these you believe that these four turtles are four brothers um, by the way that they act and respond to each other. So it's really great in that way. Uh, another great moment uh, throughout this show is the outdated early 2000 dressing style for people where my the way I view it is it's a combination of Jenko, Matrix, and cargo pants. Uh, if any, like I touched earlier on Jackie Chan Adventures and like X-Men Evolution and things like that where there's a big combination where everyone's wearing some form of Jenko or cargo pants cargo clothing and Matrix style all wrapped up into one and so that's how the people are dressed that are you know especially the Purple Dragons but we'll see that later with other characters uh, as well. Uh, what, the last thing I want to talk about with this episode that's really great is that uh, we don't get a full um, revealing of the Shredder. We get kind of just a taste of it. Uh, we get to see a little bit more of the Foot Clan ninjas. Uh, and so that kind of gives us more of a tease of what is to come. Uh, and the Mausers being the initial, the initial antagonist and catalyst for change. Uh, and so uh 
one of the things that is really great about the 2003 series is that it is a long form storytelling. Uh, from this episode, uh, you go to the next one and it ties back in. The, the plots that are going on in these episodes go forward through the whole season. And there will even be tiebacks to the first season and season two, season three, season four, and et cetera. Like they don't forget their history. And so that's a really great thing that this is, this feels very similar to a comic book. And, and so there, I just, it's really, really good. And it's just great. So let's get into the biblical theme. Biblical theme comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. So for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So when I was trying to come up with a biblical theme for this episode, this is the verse that, that stood out to me because in the very, as I said in the very beginning of the episode, we get to see Splinter training the four brothers. Uh, they're supposed to be sneaking up on him, stealing the candle from him, and snuffing it out without being noticed. And so uh, each of the brothers comes through, Donatello and Michelangelo being um, defeated by Splinter very easily. He has a little bit more trouble <clears throat> with Raphael, and then eventually uh, Leonardo comes in, takes the candle from him, and, and snuffs out the flame. But each time when he defeats one of the son, the Ninja Turtles, he says like, you know, Dantello, you did this wrong. Michelangelo, you did this. And Raphael, you did this wrong. And then, uh, and so throughout the time, the, the, you know, he's teaching them and trying to help them grow as ninja. And so for us as Christians, it's supposed to be the same way because uh, the turtles, as they, you know, they face the purple dragon, their training kicks in and they defeat them very easily because they're, you know, just street fighters. But when they come across the ninja, they're like, oh, this is actually a little bit more difficult. And their training comes in. But they also realize that it was like, OK, we're a little outnumbered here, so we probably need to draw back a little bit. And uh, but but their their training that they had under Splinter comes through and they're able to, you know, fend off the Foot Clan Ninja as long as possible to get uh, away. And so the same thing goes for us as Christians that uh, why it's really important for us to have dis the spiritual disciplines. There's spiritual disciplines like uh, uh, praying, studying the Bible, being in fellowship with our fellow believers. Like while all, all those are really important for us to do. Another one is journaling that, that might be for some people where they spend the time and journal um, their prayers and their feelings um, so that they can give this, this stuff over to God. Uh, I've shared this before. I deal with stress-induced anxiety. And in my time of uh, when I'm, my anxiety is, is ramped up, what ends up happening is that I can't go back to sleep. Like I'll, I'll fall asleep, but the second anything wakes me up, I'm done. I'm I like my anxiety floods in and I can't go back to sleep. But thanks to uh, therapy and um, with spending time with my wife and her encouragement, but most important, like most importantly, uh, uh, are the disciplines. Uh, spending time in reading the scriptures, spending time in prayer, and then retraining my mind on how I react to um, to different. Uh, uh, anxiety inducing things it helps me 
And so because I've done that training, uh, I, I'm no longer responding to my anxiety in the same way. And the same goes for any kind of moment when we're dealing with stressors, um, you know, uh, people passing away unexpectedly, um, dangerous circumstances where people have lost homes out of in fires and things like that. You know, when we have those disciplines, when we face those dark times, instead of wallowing in self-pity, instead our training as Christian disciples kicks in and helps us through those moments because not by anything we did, but because God is in us so much that it just, um, in those dark moments, God is present. We can show how God has been present in our lives and is present in those moments as well. So I want to encourage you that if you're listening to this on podcast or you're watching this on YouTube, that you are, uh, you take the time to really recognize why it's so important to be in daily prayer, daily reading the scriptures and spending time in fellowship with your fellow believers as best you can. Uh, I want to encourage you that I, I'm the pastor of Richlands Methodist Church in North Carolina. If you're in the area, I'd love for you to come by and, and join in our fellowship there. But if you're not in that area, I, I would encourage you to find a church to uh, be a part of that you can grow in. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you in that to, to, to find people that can help you grow in those disciplines together. Take that challenge. Amen. So how am I going to rate this episode? So it's really good, uh, but a lot of it, it is the initial setup to all of this, the premise. And so uh, there might have been some things that you could have done. They might have done a little bit differently, um, but the animation is clean. The voice acting is clean. Uh, everything is really great. I think there's room for improvement and we're going to see that in the coming episodes where there's some really great stuff that happens. And so for me, this episode is a 4.5 room for improvement, but not a whole lot because it's really great the way it is. Um, so I want to encourage you. This is a great show. Pick it up, watch it. It's going to be a good time for all, all turtle fans. Can't recommend it enough. All right, so anyone with questions for me about the biblical lessons that I talked about in this episode or any other discussion ranging from anime, comics, or just anything in general, feel free to email me at talkback at gmail.com or reach out to me on Twitter at FrickityF or at FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. So please rate, review, and subscribe. All those fun things that everyone asks you to do. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section and I'll do my best to respond to them as best I can. Uh, remember that I love you. Most importantly, God loves you and cowabunga.